Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Except it's well past noon for you. Oh, it is indeed. (laughs) And how the devil are you today, Anna? Oh, gracious. I think I'm just fine, actually. Surviving January just fine. Yeah, we are halfway through. By the time this goes out, we'll be two thirds of the way through January. That's true. Whoop, whoop. I know. You've almost made it. Almost. (laughs) I know. Because... It is the darkest month of the year. Yes, it is. But we do notice that the days are getting longer just by a little bit. Yes, I love that. For those in the it. Southern Hemisphere, just want to say, sorry, I am noticing that you guys are right in the smack dab of summer. So, okay, all right, you Southerners. But for yeah, the Northerners. Enjoy that sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not jealous in the slightest. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> the expression on your face would say otherwise, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm developing a little twitch now. There's a bit of an eye twitch. <laughs> there is indeed. <laughs> oh, do you know, we were talking about this the summer actually at the weekend. I went for a walk with a friend because that's all we can do in life right now. <laughs> so I'm going on a lot of walks right now. Huh. Um, but we're talking about the summer and just having kind of garden parties oh. and music playing some dancing some drinks barbecue the sun shining really good summer vibe that's what i'm missing right now oh my gosh you are Mm. so right i just had the vision of the long summer dress i'd be wearing in all this yes (gasps) those summer clothes i would love summer clothes oh my gosh it's you know it's all wool socks on this side oh wool socks Tell you, I've got layers on today, layers. In your own house. (laughs) In my own house. No, we were talking about the injustice of having to wear sweaters in your own house. Yes, yes. But it is a a thing. I'm going to go to Toronto in a few weeks to do some more clinical practice. And I think I'm going to be staying in a sweater house, which means that people don't crank the temperature above maybe 18 degrees, just to save quite a fair bit on heating. Mm. Kind of miserable, though. Yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah, I think that's not good. Yeah. So how's your week been? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, really good. Mm. I've gone back to some yoga because I realized that sitting in a chair all day long and not moving a lot during the week is not good for me. So I was starting to get kind of like old lady hips. Um, I'm sure as a doctor, you're going to recognize that. Oh, yes. I was like, I've got to do something about it. So yesterday morning, yeah, I put on a lovely restorative yoga only 12 minutes so easy to fit in mm. and I felt so much better this morning so I've done it again today. Oh my gosh that's brilliant. Yeah so I'm feeling on top of oh, the world. Oh very good. You know what I love is that you committed to 12 minutes not an mm. hour not an no. hour and a half just 12 no. minutes and 12 that means minutes. you were excited enough that you showed up again today for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah for another 12 minutes. So how do you feel? I feel great honestly. Yeah. I was singing this morning, why do I feel so good? And then I thought, oh yeah, I did a bit Isn't of yoga yesterday. Isn't that amazing? 
Yeah, I also did some journaling yesterday um, and oh. I've done some meditation this morning. Oh. So I do feel like I've been very spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's gorgeous. It's, yeah, it's really boosted my energy levels. You are on fire today, if I may oh, say. I'm, I'm ready for this podcast. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> well, we've talked about how um, New Year's resolutions tend to be shattered around like the middle of February, all the gym memberships. If we were to be able to go to the gym, uh, yeah. go by the wayside. And I, so I was looking at my closet and there's some dresses in there that I got at a thrift store a few years ago and I tried them and I'm like, God, they still don't fit. I was just <laughs> about to say, okay, you know what? Let's just trash them. And then I said, Anna, they're maybe just a size smaller than you are right now. I'm not going to shame yourself, but they are pretty nice. And like, what would it be like if you were to just go out and run for 15 minutes, not an hour, Ooh, yeah, not 45 minutes, just 15 minutes. What would that feel like? And I've actually kind of started to get into that. It's really the shortest time I've ever went out for a run because I always mm. really pile on the expectations. If I go out, if I strap the running shoes on, which is rare, <laughs> then I feel like I have to run, 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 run. And then I feel crappy. It doesn't make me feel nice. Yeah. And therefore I don't go out again. So, but just yeah. like your yoga. Yeah. I don't think you need a full on Forrest Gump moment. I think <laughs> just a little jog around the block will exactly. do. And that's literally what I've started doing. A wee thing. Yeah. Good. And if I may say, I don't think I realize just how freaking cool Spotify is. Not, not that I, anyways, I don't want to like promote some corporate whatever, but like to get like a running mix where there's like a beat per oh, minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn. I've got it all there. Playlists. Well, this morning, I put a restorative yoga track on whilst I was watching the video online. Dude. Tell you. Got everything you need in life. Dude. Who needs to go out of the house? Oh my, who needs to meet people anymore, really? <laughs> who needs anything? You can get everything you want right on your computer. I know. There, there is something about what the energy that music gives you when you put that in oh, your ears. Absolutely. It motivates you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. yeah. Dude, well, I think we're on to something. Yes, <laughs> we are. We are. So um, at the weekend, I also did some walking, went out, met some friends and got some exercise that way. Look so I'm, I'm not really a big runner. I did that running thing a little while ago, but yeah. that kind of quickly went I. by the yeah. wayside. So, but yeah. yeah, any form of movement I think is good. Mm. So even if you start small by just saying every hour I'm going to set my timer and I'm going to get up and just even if you just walk around the house or take a step outside for five minutes, yeah. anything's better than nothing. Just yes. keep your body moving. Get some sunshine on your face. Yeah, mm -hmm. do it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Small, yeah. small yeah. steps, guys. Absolutely. Well, I'm still doing dry January. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> and I know, honestly, we need to have a conversation about this, Anna. <laughs> I thought you'd have fallen off the wagon by now. <laughs> no, seriously. I've done this for about six years and everyone has the same reaction every year. <laughs> I do not have a problem with alcohol. <laughs> I don't know why we're all doubting your... I just like your, to drink uh... it. I know, seriously. I remember oh um, the first year that um, me and my partner got together and I said I was doing dry January. He almost fell off his chair laughing. <laughs> And I was like, seriously? And he's the one that, they, I mean, he is doing it this time and he has succeeded, but he's the one that hasn't managed it before. So oh. just want to say. Oh, Inter uh, interesting. All right. There's a little <laughs> bit of uh, shining up the fists going on yeah. in the background, guys. If you yeah. want to have a visual of this. Yeah. I'm just polishing, polishing my own halo. Polishing the halo. <laughs> well, 
And I don't think that's because I we you have a problem. I just I think it's actually number one a hard feat, and number two, mm. there's a quiet determination about you. Like there is a you know you're jovial, you're humorous, you're le- easygoing. But I feel like there's a core of steel in there that like oh that absolutely <laughs> is. But that's one of the bad things that can rear its an ugly head during relationships. So oh. yeah, so it's something. It's one to watch. It's a useful tool and it's a useful skill to have or characteristic mm. whatever however you describe it but yeah it's got a dangerous side interesting oh now mm. that's insightful yeah let's not fall out on this podcast Anna <laughs> <laughs> could be the end of Geordie Lass and Doc's of- ass <laughs> oh. <laughs> would would be like um who are some of the people that have completely split up and, and broken in terms oh. of relationships like there was the guy that invented GHDs, the straighteners. I know he had a fight with his business partner and then the other one went off and set up cloud nine straighteners. So we oh. might end up like that. So we'd just have a Geordie lass and a Doc's ass podcast. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> just like I think on this side of the pond, there's, if I'm not mistaken, I think the guy who set up Home Depot, which is a hardware, big hardware mm. chain, he split up with his wife and his wife got a, of course, a huge settlement in the, in the divorce proceedings. Mm. And she set up her own store called Lowe's and she would position them right next to his stores. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I can't advocate that as a coach, but I tell you what, I love that. (laughs) I was going to say, I mean, I love it. I love it. I don't, yeah. If somebody said that my sole business aim would be to try to outcompete my ex-husband. Yeah. To trash my ex-husband's business. Yeah. I'd be like, well, you know, what values does that serve of yours? What values does it not serve? And, um. What What are you holding on to there? Yeah. Yeah. But secretly, I'm like, that's great. Oh, secretly inside, I'd be massively proud. Oh, my God. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> massively proud. Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. Oh, so good. so good. Well, before we move along, I feel like we should move it along because we could just chat all day, which True. is probably really boring for mm. everybody else. So before we move along to the Love Desk, I just want to say that I received some really lovely comments this week from listeners oh. about how much the podcast is really helping them during lockdown and this time of turbulence that we're in oh yay tell me more yeah so it was just that was it really just nice comments just saying that love the energy of the podcast just love the discussions that we're having and think that the podcast is going from strength to strength oh my gracious so it was very nice to hear um but it did come with a little bit of pressure anna I kind of feel oh like we've God. got to bring it every week. Oh, no. You mean we can't have a shitty episode? What? Well, up until that point, I kind of thought, well, it's okay. When <laughs> we've got no responsibilities here. There's no obligation. Now I kind of feel there's a bit of responsibility. Oh, no. <laughs> um, you know, all this while, I just thought we were speaking to Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> just just one or two. There's just one or two listeners. <laughs> I know. And therefore, my stage fright didn't kick in because I thought, <laughs> we're just in the living room here. <laughs> As my lovely friend said, I think, you know, in our pre-recordings way, way back in the day, I would get quite personal, a bit TMI. And I remember my friend who's a lawyer and she's always my good counsel. And she said, look, Anna, you may be inclined to record as if you're in your living room just chatting with a friend, but 
when you record and put a podcast out there, it really is out there. Um, <laughs> so I've I've cleaned up my act a fair bit, but I've still kind of thought, ah, oh, yeah, but we're just in the living room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think there's still quite a bit of fair, fair sharing going on between the two of us. I mean, to be honest, I haven't clamped it down entirely. <laughs> yeah. And that's what people tune in for. <laughs> well, and you know, that's the thing. And I love, look, If I may say, this podcast is getting me and my relationship through quarantine and and lockdown. (laughs) I I think it's getting us all through. It's getting us all through. (laughs) You know, I'm just going to speak for myself. I won't pull you into this. But like, I am working out all the drudgery and all the crazy stuff in my relationship on a daily basis. So when when we record and I hear an insight from you, I'm like, damn, that's a good idea. <laughs> you know, we're, we're always just three sniffs away from the divorce lawyers, right? Like all Absolutely. of us. <laughs> Absolutely. We all need those little reminders. Oh my gosh. Just to keep us going, yeah. keep us on the right track, keep yeah. us honest. Just keep us on the good fight. Yeah. So that's that's lovely feedback. And I agree. I think this relationship podcast has been a lifesaver during lockdown. Absolutely. Do you know what? It starts off my week on such a positive note. Because we record on a Monday, I am just ready for the week ahead once we've done the podcast. Ah, buzzing. Yeah. It's almost like, um, you know, you have those triggers that just, it's almost like a really positive trigger for me. Yeah. Yeah. Not like cocaine. No, but kind of up. Like Although that. I do feel quite high at times. I know, I know. There are jazz hands and a little involved. bit giddy. <laughs> Lots of giddiness. Good. This is oh. stimulant-free, chemical-free positivity. Most certainly mm-hmm. is. We are fueled by tea. That's all. Oh, and coffee on my side. Yeah, but a little bit of tea on yours. Yes. Yeah. In my lovely merchandise mug. This Merch. Jordy mm. Lass and Doc Sass. All that. Oh, thanks. Right. I feel like we need to move it along to love desk. We've got loads to get through. We've got the hot topic. We've got the question. Sweet. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's do it. What's popping at the desk? Right. Okay. (laughs) So, speaking of lockdown and speaking of needing some help, (laughs) as if by magic, I swear, listeners, this is not planned. So today I have got some tips to get you through lockdown with your relationship intact. Oh, please, yes. I couldn't have written this. You even couldn't if I have tried. written this. Oh my gosh. So are you ready? I've got seven tips for you. Yes, please. Have you got your notebook and pen out? Because I on. think you might want to write these down. Yep, hold on. Yep. <laughs> okay, Anna's got her notebook Go. ready. Go. <laughs> Listeners, anybody else, if you want to take notes, feel free. Pause and then restart when you've got your book. Absolutely. Okay, so quick rundown then. So number one is redefine your rules. Oh, tell me more. So the principle behind this is that clearly things have just turned on the head. You've got kids at home, you've got husbands and wives at home and partners at home, you've got So you might have multi-generational families. Maybe Mm. you've taken in the in-laws or Mm. your parents. So we've got this whole dynamic that has just changed and turned on its head. Mm -hmm. So things are no longer the same way that they were. And everybody's almost competing for their own priorities and their own time and just get their own shit done that they need to. (laughs) So, you know, we might need to just redefine roles. So maybe where you kind of always did one thing, that might need a change. There just might need to be some shuffling around of things. So shuffle the deck and see where it lands sweet so like somebody else has to do the dishwasher yeah oh yes yes, your (laughs) eyes are lighting up yeah if only if only someone else would do the dishwasher i see that's the thing it's fine i've got a love relationship now with the dishwasher we are like best friends oh okay all right (laughs) 
Yeah, every frame. So maybe that's not going to be the one reassigned, but maybe like cleaning the toilet or certain grocery shopping or whatnot. Yeah, doing the shopping, anything. Sorting the kids out, working out who's doing homeschooling, whatever it is. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. And articulating that with our words. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah, coming up with a plan together. So redefining the rules isn't like, I'm now going to tell you what to do. It has to be like a joint thing here. (laughs) Got it, got it, got it. Right, Anna? (laughs) I needed that. Oh, you're taking notes. (laughs) I was just going to like print out another list, version three, and just post it in our bedroom. No, (laughs) no, 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 no. Okay, discuss with husband first. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) All right, so number two is practice daily rituals. Mm. So this could be anything, but just making sure that you have something that connects you both together during the day. So it might be that you say, right, we're always going to, before we start work, before we switch on computers, we're going to have 10 minutes and just have a coffee together. Or it might be we're going to align lunch breaks so that we can always have lunch together. Or it might be that at the end of the day, you sit and have five minutes before you start tackling the kids and evening meal and bedtime routines or anything like that. So, but just have something where it's like a connect, you're starting to create that connection that's almost diarized with this ritual. Oh, I see. I like it. Yeah. And it's also something nice to look forward to. Yeah. Mm. And then it doesn't send you off on these fights of like, we never have time together. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So it might just be the thing that takes the edge off. Beautiful. Mm. So the next one is be responsive and engaged. And this is all about letting go of anger and prioritizing connection. So I guess linked with the tip beforehand, prioritize that connection with each other, let go of the anger, see how you can replace that with a form of connection instead. Nice. And that's what we coach around is, it sounds insane, but you actually have a choice in how you show up to a situation. And through a coaching engagement, we actually can help to sort of demonstrate or to kind of play out how that would look like to let go of anger. Because when you're just hearing, you're like, how the hell am I going to let go of anger? And you know what, when you're in it, it doesn't feel like you've got a choice. But through reflection and looking back and questioning yourself about what just happened, there is a way to raise more awareness so that when you're faced with that situation again, you can then try and kind of enact the choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, number four is validating each other's feelings. Super Music to my ears. (laughs) Yeah, how would that sound like? So this would sound like, so Anna, if you said to me, um, I'm really pissed that you're always leaving the kitchen really untidy, (laughs) then I might say, if I'm going to validate those feelings, so I might want my reaction to be, well, you bloody clean it up if you want (laughs) to. That's not going to get us anywhere. No. So instead, it would be, I understand that that could be frustrating for you. Mm. I will try harder in the future. Oh, nice. I like it. I like it. So you acknowledge and you have an action step. And this is actually really important because I try to kind of jump in and fix my dude's issues. Like if he's just trying to vent, Mm. I'm like, immediately my mind is, well, how do we fix it? He's not, he's not talking to me because he needs a solution. He just literally wants to be held out. So, or heard out. So what I fail to do, but I would like to do more often is, oh man, that sounds like it was a really hard situation. Yeah. You must be so frustrated. Yeah. So really tapping into empathy, I think there to understand how would I feel if I was in that mm. situation? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then validate from there. Mm-hmm. All right. So number five is use compassion to repair quickly. Oh, okay. 
So this is about, so things will erupt, things will be hard, you will. I was reading something just this morning actually where um, somebody had said they were really struggling with their relationship because of lockdown being in the same location all of the time mm. and they were fighting more often. Mm. So this can absolutely come up and it's perfectly normal when you're 24-7 with each yeah. other that you are going to get on each other's nerves a lot mm. more. So instead, you know, these things are going to come up, the, the disagreements and the arguments are going to happen. But rather than letting things fester, use the compassion to try and repair things quickly. Nice. So the quicker you can repair and move on from it and learn the lessons from it, the better. Nice, nice. Uh, number six is talk about how much space you both need. Oh, okay. Mm. Tell me more. <laughs> so I think this one's really, really important because... So I was reading as well this other thing where somebody had said in their situation they were working really, really hard in lockdown mm -hmm. and that other half had been furloughed. So I don't know, you maybe haven't got this in the in the US, but it's in yeah. the UK. It's where people get told that they, because they can't work because of the situation, maybe there's like a drop in customers mm -hmm. or things like that. So they get put on on what's called furlough which means they're still employed mm -hmm. but they get a reduced salary which the government helped to subsidize so that those people are still gainfully employed and you know that they're not kind of then just struck completely mm -hmm. without any money so it's trying to give that financial support to stop people from worrying until things get back on their feet so this this some people have been on furlough for a whole year mm -hmm. which is quite a long time so the person on furlough is then bored because they've got nothing else to do the person that's working is then super stressed so then the other person's bored so they're coming in interrupting da -da -da -da. so that uh -huh. would be a classic a case of actually i need that time to work yeah. or you know the other way that you might convey that you need space is I need some time where I'm not physically in the same room as yeah, you. Yeah. Like I need that separacy. So maybe it's about agreeing kind of where you both work and then coming together at lunchtime. Or or maybe it's, you know, I need two hours out of the house at the end mm. of the day. Mm -hmm. Or I need a morning run. Like whatever yeah. it is, but just agreeing the times that you both need that are separate. You know, maybe one of you wants to go and soak in the bath for an hour yeah. at the end of the day. And that's kind of your separation. But just agreeing kind of the space that you do need. The fact that it doesn't mean that you don't love each other because we all need our own personal space. Yes. That is like that's healthy to have Absolutely. your own space. Um, so it's not about whether you love them or you want to be with them. It's purely a, a self need that you need to fulfill because if you don't, it makes you a really angry person. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Speak from experience. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, listen, we are like in the pressure cooker and I'm like soaking the tub for, for an hour. Like we have a shared bathroom, like not possible <laughs> for all those people like me who we only have one bathroom between the two of us. Uh, we're feeling the misery. Well, they just have to tie a knot on it till you're finished. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Go now because I'm going in. <laughs> exactly. And that's the communication, right? Like, do you need the yeah. bathroom? I'm just going in. Exactly. I would say that to frame it as like, if I don't get this time away, then I'll be angry. I find it would be more effective for me to tell my dude, look, I will show up to this relationship pretty darn awesome if I get this time. And same with him. Yeah. It's like, I notice that he's pretty darn fabulous when he's had his time. So I like yeah. to see more of that fabulousness. Yeah. And so how can we structure time together and apart so that yeah. we show up pretty amazing with our best hat on? Exactly. <laughs> as much exactly. as possible in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> 
too right. Yeah. Um, so the final thing is to find meaning together. Oh, like meaningful activities? So this could be anything, but what you want to look for is something that can bond you together. Mm. So it could be as simple as like a funny joke that you know that your partner will appreciate and you can have a laugh together over it. Oh. It could be sharing a story that you know your partner's going to be really interested in or going to find really entertaining or inspiring. It could be watching a TV program together. It could be a shared activity. It could be cooking dinner together, like anything. But just make sure you can find some meaning together oh, as a couple. Nice. Okay, so these small activities. I was thinking my yeah. my dude, okay, this is how bad it, it is. Um, <laughs> my dude yesterday was like, I think I need more meaning in my life. I think I need to find religion. So, <laughs> so That's heavy, isn't it? I know, I know. So I was like, do we just go off and find a religion together? Was that, <laughs> was, was that when you just woke up as well? <laughs> no, that was, you, everybody knows this. It's like, you know, you've just watched Netflix. It's midnight. Yes. You know, it's like the, the dark yes. nights on a Sunday night. You know, like the Sunday night is the worst because all your fears yeah. on Monday start cropping up. Mm. It was at that time that he was like, maybe we... Maybe I need to find religion. <laughs> Just again, well, validating everybody out there who are having a tough time. I tell you, I watched a TV program last night where it was like a drama, a new thing on on ITV. So if anybody in the UK or Jersey or Guernsey is listening, so it was Finding Alice where the woman's partner, who they'd been together for like 20 odd years, but weren't married, had a daughter together, and the partner dies suddenly. Oh. And this is right at the start of it. And then it all kind of unfolds. And literally, I mean, I watched three episodes last night and I was in tears for oh. all three of them. And it really got me thinking, like, I don't even know, like, if my partner died tomorrow, I wouldn't have a clue what he wanted, like for his funeral oh or anything like that. Oh. And I kind of thought we'll probably need to have a conversation about this. Yeah. But that's a bit of a bomb to drop, isn't it? Where you just go, <laughs> I really think we should talk about death. <laughs> <laughs> well, so a bit like, I think we should find a religion. <laughs> I mean, it is. Uh, that's a thing. Yeah. But well, oh, I will say though, super quickly though, I'm I'm from time to time I attend the Death Cafe here in New York City. They have death cafes what? all over the what world. What is this? It's a gathering of people who talk about death, various aspects of death. Because you're, oh my God. yeah, it is shown that you're happier if you if you are comfortable with or if you engage in discussion about death, mortality, and the the circle of life and the purpose of life. These are important things. Well, I have to say I'm very comfortable with dying, which most people find really weird. Yeah. I don't have a fear of dying. I kind of feel like yeah. you've got your time and you're obviously you're going to make the most of it. Yeah. And as long as you can say that you're reasonably happy with your life and where you are, whilst I wouldn't like to die now and miss the kids growing up and things yeah. like that. But I do feel like when your time is up, your time is up. I Listen, I completely, oh my gosh, we've got to do another podcast on this. I completely agree. And mm. it's through this coaching journey that I have arrived at a place where I love every day. So if yeah, I were to like have the death bus hit me tonight, yeah. I'd be like, well, that was good. I had a great day today. I've had a great yeah. day yesterday. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, me too. <gasps> Ooh. Who knew we had this in common? Who knew? Sarah, this is big. Maybe we should have an is existential this? podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before we start a seance. <laughs> Maybe we should oh, move on to the topic. But that's, that's lovely. So these are really big topics and finding, yes. oh my God. Well, I feel like I'm more bonded to you right now. Yes, yeah. I too as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's very nice. Mm. Maybe we should do a podcast on tackling tough topics. 
That's what we should do. Yes. I'm writing that down. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Right. Well, hopefully, I know that there's a lot of people, they are genuinely struggling right now. And hopefully some of those tips will just really help you to make some small adjustments. I don't think in any of that, we're not talking about big, massive overhauls in your relationship. We're talking about some small adjustments and, and just adapting a little bit and just try a few things and see if it has a little impact. I love it. Anything at all. I love it. And imagine a little bit of strength and then we'll all eventually hit the beach again and hit travel again. Yeah, Won't it feel awesome? Be there. <laughs> Pina colada. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, before I start singing, let's love move it, along. Love it, love <laughs> it. Beautiful. Well, thanks for that. That was really wonderful. Oh, you're welcome. I feel like I feel like that was a bit of a marathon, but we've got through it. Yeah. No, it wasn't okay. a marathon at all. It was a sprint through fabulousness. <laughs> Good, good. I like that. Who doesn't like a sprint? Fabulous. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's actually quite difficult to say. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Right. So are you ready for a hot, hot topic? I am. I'm limbered up. Let's go. Ooh, let's do it. (laughs) Alrighty. So today we have got... Dating after a breakup or divorce. <gasps> da, da, da. Mm. Mm. All right. So, that was a shift. That was a mood shift. It was. I kind of feel like, oh, Shit. okay. Shit. <laughs> I was all buoyed up before. I know. <laughs> In a split second there, I went, oh. oh okay. It's like the, the balloon deflated. <laughs> but you know what's great is that we notice that energy. We notice that yeah. there's this negativity back associated, up again, sure. right? <laughs> yes, there's there is. Sadness. You're right. I think the other thing that kind of comes across my mind is it's just not a great environment for dating right now, is it? Because things aren't just, they're just not normal. You know, so I have like a client or two who are, and and their outer block, their big sort of like, I can't move past this is like, nobody's dating. And, but I do actually want to poke holes in that and say they are. Oh, me too. Me too. There's lots of people dating. Yeah, because when I go to Toronto, there's a lot yeah. of sexually transmitted infections coming in the door. <laughs> I can tell you. People are there's still a barometer. <laughs> yep. Just, How busy is the sex clinic? Uh, it, huge. It's very busy. Just saying. <laughs> but I, I do genuinely think that people are dating. I think people are finding some very creative ways to connect and to explore each other, shall we say. Um <laughs> <laughs> and um oh, got a bit got a bit red now yeah i was gonna say um, <laughs> no so I, I do think that people are finding a way i think that also potentially you know if we look at it from a different perspective you could potentially have to actually have a better relationship because it's not just that going out having drinks having dinner and then deciding you don't like them there's potentially more of the time spent in that pre- like that kind of warm-up stage, if you like. Stage, yeah. yeah, where you start to get to know each other a bit more and have some conversations and really find that you can... If somebody said to you, right, um, and you were single, so cast your mind back a few years, Anna. Oh, yeah. And um, so somebody said, right, okay, um, you're going to start your, your dating journey, you're going to meet somebody, um, but you're not allowed to go out on a date with them, a physical date, for three months. But what I do want you to do is spend that three months really getting to know them, really getting to understand who they are as a person, how they, if they really kind of fit with you, like share stories about your day, your week, like really just connect, but without being physically together, like 
Oh, I wish, you know, because the one thing when I was coming out of this awful breakup Mm. with my man, because we took a break. And when I started dating again, I felt empty. I felt rushed. I felt awful. I felt awful because it was back in the day, no lockdown, obviously. So you go out and you usually kind of hook up. And I just felt emptiness is the biggest. So Mm. if I could have been given the chance to ease into things, because I think when you're Mm. so raw, when you're coming out of a relationship, right? Or if you haven't had a relationship for a while as well. So that's the other thing. You know, this scenario really lends itself to somebody who maybe hasn't dated for a long time. Yeah. You have those same sort of feelings, don't you? Yeah, no, and I would I would say just leave space for you to feel really mm. vulnerable. Like yeah. that you need to slow things way down. Yeah. 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 And and it's hard to kind of even figure out like what I can consent to because like your what you can actually tolerate safely is actually a, a very small amount, very small amount yeah. of contact. Uh, yeah. Your boundaries are up for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. You don't want to let anybody in very easily. Yeah. Yeah, so actually the virtual scenario is actually very pleasing. To me, that that sounds really nice. Yeah. So I think it is, there is a, a real opportunity there, isn't there, to just allow you to go in quite slowly, I think, which mm. is something, as you say, that's quite important when you come, when you come out of a relationship and you go in and you start, you think, right, okay, I'm ready to start dating again. Mm. I think there's quite a lot of stuff that really comes up, isn't there? So um, especially if you've been in a relationship for a while, I tell you, I remember my very first date after I split up with my husband oh my god I was transported back to being a 18 year old girl who didn't know my ass from my elbow (laughs) and was literally I was like terrified inside so it's you know it is it's natural to feel apprehensive to um, feel really unsure to feel nervous also a little bit giddy you know you have kind of all of those feelings are kind of um, you know there's there's quite a lot of excitement there can be quite a lot of expectation that goes into it as well yeah hell yeah yeah so I think just being able to kind of pause and just go into it slowly and just regularly check in with yourself about how you're feeling about the situation oh that's a must Mm. that's a must because like you end up doing stuff if you don't check in with yourself and pause you're going to end up doing stuff that's actually going to be against your consent like you're you're going to kind of be going along with something remember you're probably more likely than not you're going to be dating somebody who's actually been in the game and they're all like they're kind of Mm. up to speed and so you could kind of feel peer pressure to sort of go along on their pace and you're going to end up really hurting yourself so I agree with you Mm. you have to check in yeah because you can kind of go into this sort of mode of dissociation like your body's doing one thing you're you're saying a certain thing but your mind and your emotions are off in another corner and that yeah you need to sort of bring everything and slow everything down so that all parts of you can can catch up yeah absolutely yeah mm. this is a hard this is I feel like we both have been here we're like oh yeah <laughs> we're, both, we're both just gone into reminiscing mode going yeah. oh yes <laughs> god I'm like where's the brandy let's, let's get the <laughs> what drinks what I would out. say is though you know if we bring it to a more positive light I know this is a real chance isn't it to explore some different types of relationships maybe or different types of people that yeah. maybe you wouldn't have really kind of thought about before because I often think especially if we've been in a relationship for a long time then we're not the same person that we were when we went into the relationship we've just left mm. so mm. there's 
a lot of changes will have happened over that time period or if you haven't dated for a a while you're not going to be the same person that was in the last Mm. relationship that you had so you will have changed as a person so it's a real chance to almost reinvent yourself isn't it which is like super exciting because you get to play a completely different role to the role that you've just been pigeonholed in for the last however long you've been in that last relationship yeah Yeah, decade whatever it is so how exciting would that be I love the reframe. I love the reframe. (laughs) And it's a beautiful thing to sort of just get out into the treasure trove and just try on your different outfits, try on different facets of yourself and not have to hear something like, oh, but you don't do that. Why are you doing that? That's not you. And the glorious thing is that there's many parts of you and you can take that out for a spin on the dating game. And sometimes, you know, we have these fixed ideas, don't we, about, oh, well, that's not my type, or I wouldn't normally go out with somebody like that. But actually, this is a real chance to just have a wide open mind and just, you know, you don't have to go out with anybody again. You know, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. You know, in fact, you don't even have to finish a date if you're not liking it. (laughs) It's true. You know, as long as you leave in a respectful way and just say, you know, no hard feelings, but I'm just not really this just isn't working for me. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was thinking of, oh my God, I left the stove on at home. I need to go immediately. (laughs) No, I don't advocate lying because everybody can smell bullshit in my life. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That whole like, oh, oh, my um, my auntie's just died. I'm going to have to go. (laughs) My friend's devastated. Oh, my friend's car's broken down. Like all of those excuses (laughs) that people come up with, with their emergency phone call 25 (laughs) minutes in. Um, yeah, everyone knows that's a load of rubbish. <laughs> nice, nice. I like it. You're right. So just be honest, okay? We're yeah. grown-ups now. We're yes. in a grown-up world. Yeah. And we can say, this is not working for me. And you know what? It's so much easier to just suffer on the front end rather than have to sort of deal with ambiguity on the back yeah. end. Yeah. So I love that. I think one of the things that I encourage you to do, because I'm working with one person like this who's just come out of a relationship He's actually having to work through some shame messaging that's really been catching him because he mm. he's not allowing himself to go out in a free way in the dating realm because he's just stuck down with a whole bunch of negative messaging that's really keeping him small. So just if you find yourself really feeling these, oh, I can't do that, that's not allowed, I'm shameful, mm. I would encourage you to do some work around that. So that you, when you go out to the dating world and you go through your treasure trove of all the things you would like to try out, yeah. uh, you'd like to a facet of yourself, you'd like to really lead with, you want to make sure that there's no restrictions or yeah. silly, unnecessary rules to that exploration. Yeah, and I I agree with that. And I think before you start to explore a relationship with anybody else, I think the first step is to understand your relationship with yourself and who you are. And I'd really take some time to explore that. And if you need to get some help, you know, get some coaching sessions to help you unpick all of that. But really look at what happened in the last relationship, Mm. really understand what you liked what you didn't like what triggered you what patterns you had go through those things then start to think about who you are now as we say you're not going to be the same person that went into it so who are you now and who do you more importantly who do you want to be so create that picture about who you are and then start to think about your your values and your boundaries before even hitting a date nap or going on any blind dates or anything like that wherever you might meet somebody you know I met somebody at a networking event once so Ah. it's amazing where you can pick people up yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> so um, I once met somebody on a tube in London <laughs> who was trying to give me his number. Um, so it's amazing. You know, you can meet people in all different situations. But I think before you do any of that, really fully understand who you are and what you, how you want your next relationship to be. Oh my gosh. Hell yes. Yeah. Hell With a yeah. cherry on the top. Cherry <laughs> on the top. That is the only thing you need to do. Yeah. That really is. Mm. And then just know from there on in, like anything is possible. So, you know, those voices that come in your head that say, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm, I've got enough money, I've got too much baggage, uh, my body doesn't look great, all of that shit yeah. just needs to go from your mind yeah. and start focusing on real positive messages. So if you look in the mirror and you think, oh, I don't like my hair, I don't like this, I don't like that. You need to think of twice the number of things that you do like about yeah. yourself and start focusing on yeah. those. Yeah. That's my task for you this week. I love it. <laughs> and if there's one opportunity to just really bust out of that people-pleasing prison yes. that we all find ourselves in, when you meet new people, they don't know about your people-pleasing. Oh, absolutely. Right? Leave your people-pleaser <laughs> at the door, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. 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 That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest prison we find ourselves in is yeah. this. We start off dates and we can hear ourselves saying these words of like trying to please people and putting I our needs. I don't mind. We'll do whatever you want to do. Oh my gosh. Totally. <laughs> absolutely. Actually, I do mind. I really don't want to go and visit the Natural History Museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the fourth time in a row. <laughs> well, there's that. But there's also like if you're if you're dating somebody, especially sort of more virtually and they're asking about like marriage and kids. Yeah. If you want marriage and kids, say it, say it, say Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Especially the big stuff. Like there is nothing more important because the big stuff doesn't go away. It does. So not. your desire to have a family isn't going to suddenly disappear because you've met Johnny down the road who doesn't want any kids. Absolutely. It's not going to go away. You're still, you're still going to want to have a family. If that's your desire and it's in your Absolutely. heart. Say it on day one. Find somebody that does. Yeah. Because there's somebody else out there. Johnny's not the only guy on the block. He is not the <laughs> only fish in the ocean. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Sorry to any Johnnies that are listening. <laughs> yes, exactly. So there's some Johnnies out there who want kids, I'm sure. But Or the vice versa. I'm if sure you don't too. want kids or yes. you don't want marriage, just say it. If you want yeah. to explore polyamory, say it. Yeah. Be who you are and find somebody that accepts you for who you are. Yeah. And wants to love you as you are. Yeah. Because we're all beautiful. It. We deserve it. We are. And I think yes. that New York City uh, sirens, uh, the fire department of New York has just agreed with us. So just great. <laughs> well. Ah. Well, I feel very hopeful for dating after breakup. Me too. Yeah. I'd like to say I feel excited for dating, but my other half will be <laughs> I was going to say, I really want to jump in. <laughs> Me too. Where do we sign? Where do we sign up? <laughs> Sarah and Anna are leaving the building, going on a bit of a, a bit of a break. Exit stage right left. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll wait until uh, February second when you can drink again. Then we're going to go crazy. Yes, mm -hmm. two weeks and counting. <laughs> counting. No, I'm not yeah. actually counting. Actually, I feel okay. Good for you. I feel all right. Good for you. <laughs> all right. So I think that's the hot topic. I was very hot. Yeah. I feel very hot and bothered. <laughs> yeah, I do as well. I'm very, yeah, ready for that. Yeah. 
So, would you like a question? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, this week, oof, I've got a goodie for you. Oh. Oh. I think, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about how we're going to answer it. Okay. So, my friend is marrying the most awful man. <laughs> what can I do? Oh, we have all been in this situation. Oh. So, yeah. I'm, um... Ooh, this is a hard one. This is a a really, really hard one. Um, I once had a friend that did get married to the most awful man. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, yes. And he would say things to her, like, don't major on the minor. What? And I was like, what the fuck is he on about? Are they some weird musician theory teacher? He was just a dick. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, I could see that he represented something that she needed in her life. Mm. So I did have to support her through this. Mm. And um, she did divorce him. Oh. About five years later. I'm Took surprised five it lasted years. five years, if I'm honest. But, <laughs> yeah, but that's because a lot of us kind of get stuck in this. Mm. Can't live with them, can't live without them. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of knew. He was very egotistical. Oh, he was just, he just was not a nice person. He sounds not like my some narcissist traits in there. Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. He was not my cup of tea at all. Yeah. But there was nothing I could do, I think. Uh, there was no stopping her. No. No. And he did represent something mm. that she needed in her life. Now, that is a really important reflection. Because anytime we see somebody doing something that we think is a bad idea we always harp on the negatives but we don't Mm. address what this person is actually serving for them yeah and if we don't address that then we are not going to see the full picture yeah and so in my multiple times of Mm. being hooked up with people who are terrible because it happens so many times i had girlfriends sisters and a whole bunch of people who tried to give me the advice of saying this guy's a real dick And what did it do? It made our relationship strained and I would only move closer to the dick of the week. And I really had to figure it out myself. And Mm. it's awful. And they were always right. They were always right. My girlfriends, my sisters were always right. But the thing is, and this is why we're coaches, right? Coaches don't give advice. You never follow advice. We always ask for advice, but we never follow it. Mm. And so definitely what I've learned is you support your girlfriends or friends through and through And you realize that I'm not going to be the one who's going to help this person make the quote unquote better decision. Yeah. If I support them and I'm just by them and I say, look, you take the decision you need to and I'll support you. I'll stand by you. That's the only thing you can do is just love them. Well, I agree. But in my case, people didn't tell me until afterwards. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So they kind of knew that you weren't going to listen. And um, so instead, they just didn't even voice it. And even now, still today, they do voice it after the the relationships ended. So the I told you so's just keep going for years. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're not disappearing anytime soon. Wow. (laughs) It's like, yes, I know I'd lost my mind. But, Uh you know, going back to that point... The relationship did serve me in some shape or form. So it might not have been the best relationship that I ever had. It might not have been the healthiest relationship I ever had. But it was definitely serving a purpose at the time. Yeah, And it was reinforcing messages that you had in your head. Yeah. Mm. Not healthy, but they that's what it was. It was what it was. 
Yeah, but in some ways it was also erasing some of the other messages that I had. So, you know, this is the thing, isn't it? Sometimes a relationship can be destructive and positive at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that because, and this is why relationships are so complicated, right? Because it's not just a single line thing. There's no black or white in a relationship. Mm -hmm. There's just, you know, varying degrees of colour. And because of that, you know, you can have some things that are you know shockingly terrible but other things that are actually really really good and Mm. between the two of them as long as you're learning about yourself and you're growing from that experience then you're gonna end up in a better place even Mm. with the bad stuff yeah oh that's very nice that's absolutely true and you look back on that time and you're like I wouldn't be the person today who I like without that experience yeah so and I guess that's probably the best way that we can really put it for this person is you know they're not going to listen to what you say mm-hmm. you can share a, an opinion yeah if you choose and depending on how you I think you've got to phrase that in quite a delicate way yeah they're not going to they're un- unlikely to take it on board I think yeah because true. especially if they've already committed to marriage right true it's very difficult for people to back out to call off the wedding planner not happening yeah, and I'm not, you know, people do do it and fair play to you. If, if you realise that it's wrong, oh, then yeah. absolutely have the courage and, you know, don't go through with it just because you think you should. Yeah. Um. So if you realise, but, you know, often people don't have that realisation so they haven't made yeah. the connection. They're kind of headlong into marriage. So by that stage, I think there's, you're probably limited as to how much you can change yeah. her opinion of what's going on. Yeah. Or his opinion might be gay. Yeah. So, you know, you're unlikely to change the opinion of, of the situation. And then I think it then comes down to, as you say, the support. It's yeah. about saying, do you know what? I, I might not fully agree with this, but I love you dearly and I'm going to support you every which way I can. Oh. Um, and then when it does yeah. all fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God, yes. Or you live a life of misery because it's still not working. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's not saying I told you so. Yes. Especially 10 years down the lane, because that's that's, to that's, hear. that's not fair play. <laughs> that's true. No. Whoever is telling Sarah, like 10 years down the line, <laughs> I told you so, can you please stop? No, no. So you need to, yeah, just be there, be supportive, have a listening ear, have some acknowledgement and validation if things aren't going right. Yeah. But definitely don't do that. Oh, well, I told you, be a dick and you should never have married him because... <laughs> Really, no one wants to hear that. That's not helpful. Yeah, and your friend <laughs> learned something through that relationship, like you're saying. It's absolutely true. Absolutely. We all, you know, we all do. We yeah. all can take these relationships and and look at them afterwards and say, well, what did I gain from that? How am I a different person yeah. than I was going into that relationship? And yeah. it might just be that you've gained some insight or awareness from something. Yeah. You know, there are no mistakes. There's no good or bad. There are just situations mm-hmm. that we either really enjoy or we grow from. Oh my gosh, beautiful. Mm. One permutation I want to talk about though, there's somebody who is stuck in a really bad relationship and her friends of course would do the whole thing, well, you should dump him and that sort of thing. And, and she wouldn't, but yet part of her coping strategy, one of her crutches was to actually lean on her friends for endless hours of complaining. Mm. So one of the friends actually had to tell her like, look, I, I can't, hear this anymore like you're it's kind of shit or get off the pot time because yeah endless hours of you know complaining to me is not fair on me so Mm. if you're the friend in the scenario where your your friend is 
decide to keep going with this relationship, you are also you are allowed to draw boundaries to say, look, I, I'm here to support you. Mm. But it really upsets me to hear this when I don't feel like I can do anything. And I, I want to be a listening ear, but it re this is really straining me because I care so much about you. And yeah. what I'm hearing is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Which is the right way to put it. Because when you first started talking about that, I thought, oh, well, the friends aren't putting up any boundaries. They're tolerating the behavior. <sighs> so it's absolutely the right thing to draw the boundaries. Yeah. I think on her side, though, the mourning and the whinging, that's the way of releasing some of the negative energy that's associated with that. Mm. And sometimes we, we don't have the strength to move on or the courage to yeah. deal with some things. And that might be the only thing that's getting her by. Yeah. But you're right, if that's then weighing heavy on somebody else, then that isn't fair because we yeah. can't move our problems to somebody else's problems and expect that to be okay because yes. it's not. Yeah. Yes. I feel like we're on fire today. Damn. I feel like <laughs> you're on a good. mountaintop. Like there's like this like aura of like all knowingness to you. <laughs> Way to go. Oh, That's awesome. Seriously. In my personal life, I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. Yoga was sorting me out. No, <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Bring on the yoga. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm still wearing my pajamas. So like I'm a hot mess. But you can... Am I? No, I'm not. <laughs> Actually, I went to the shop before. I'm definitely not still wearing pajamas. <laughs> but, but I did have to think about that for a did minute. I there. Did I get dressed? Uh, I did, did get dressed. Do I have pants on? He <laughs> literally looked down there. What am I wearing? Oh. No, it's all good. It's all good. They're not pajamas. <laughs> good, good. That's a win. That's a win. <laughs> it is a win. It is a win. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, so the list of seven little tiny little adjustments you can do to your relationship is yeah put pants on is maybe number eight <laughs> from time to time yeah get get dressed just every get day dressed. just get dressed or oh, not do you know why i'm a big fan of pajama day i don't know why people make such a fuss about oh you can't stay in your pajamas if you want to stay in your pajamas stay in your pajamas yeah i'd say for a day if you find yourself staying yeah. in pajamas for multiple days that may be a sign yeah as long as it's not kind of you know wallowing and if it's just today i'm gonna stay in my pajamas do yeah. that my cat just threw my book off my desk. Oh, <laughs> Anna's cat's very she's, attention seeking. She's trying to tell me something. Is this the same cat that caught her tail? Yes, it is. She's, she's just not same. been the same since then, you know. She's been I real sassy. Think. Very, very. Something she's, went when that tail happened. When the, when the tail, I think what happened is the tail is now kind of cute and short and now she wants to be a little Instagram star. So yeah. I think she wants to get on our podcast somehow. She does. She does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Cat adventures around here. It certainly is. Yeah. And I feel like I have a whole bunch of great new framing and perspectives uh, in my kitty from our great discussion today. Yeah, I've mm -hmm. absolutely enjoyed that new end today. Yeah. I'm almost inclined to be like, maybe I should take my a break from my relationship. I want to go out and have fun for a little bit. <laughs> Seeing a lot of possibility there. Do you, do you know what that is? That is just a saying that we're desperate for fun, right? It's I like, know. I'll take it anywhere. I, I'll absolutely. <laughs> yeah, just give me some adventure. Just I need any. some in my life. But you know, when you describe a warm summer day with a dinner and summer oh. dresses and stuff, if I could just have that for one night, I yes. think I'd be okay. Exactly, exactly. So last week, and I'm going to do it again this week, last week I was volunteering to vaccinate people, uh, COVID uh, vaccinations. And that Very was a great, good. beautiful, it was a wonderful, 
now we're running out of vaccines here in the US, but that's okay. Another story. But um, I feel like, you know, there's this, a little bit of hope. And I told everybody, I, like I said, we, I gave the one dose to everyone and I would tell them, don't be licking any subway poles just yet. <laughs> got to wait for the second dose. And even after that, we got to wait. So, but just guys, just a few more months of good behavior and no licking subway poles because we want to get to those warm <laughs> summer nights, those trips to the beach, those trips to Italy. Uh, we'll get there eventually. One vaccination at a time. I feel optimistic. I am. Yeah. But till that time, I'm going to need some coping strategies. So I'm going to lean on yeah. what we've learned today. Got plenty, plenty to keep you going, Anna. Yeah, absolutely. Don't worry. Nice. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sarah. This has been great. Oh, that was a pleasure. Yeah. And um, yeah, hopefully we've um, fulfilled our responsibilities today. <laughs> No pressure. No, oh gosh, the pressure's <laughs> a little much. <laughs> nah, oh. we're, we're just recording. We're just in recording. my living rooms. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even have any pants on. Nobody even listens. No one listens. <laughs> we're not even dressed. My hair is only brushed in the front. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just feeling good because I washed mine yesterday. <laughs> oh, good for you. See. Yeah. That's why I there thought. There you go. What a win. Well done, me. <laughs> what a win. That's beautiful. I actually, um, when I met my friend for a walk, I went, yeah, I'm doing great. I've washed my hair and I've done some washing and everything. I'm great. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. But these are wins, guys. Like, <sighs> the decision to wash your hair as opposed to not wash your hair, it's a big stop-go yeah. moment. Do you know how long it takes to wash and dry this? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a lot? Is your hair thick? Yes, loads oh, of it. Look at it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's just like, it takes half a day to dry. Oh, completely. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. That's why. Yeah. That's why it is a big decision. <laughs> yes, it is. Not to be taken lightly. Yeah. I'm always slightly jealous when my partner gets in the shower and just washes his hair, dries it, blasts it with the hairdryer for 30 seconds and that's him done. I know. I know. Like, I know. <laughs> and then they're like, what's hair day? I don't even understand yeah. hair day. And you're like, you yeah. don't know the half of it. It needs to be planned in and scheduled. <laughs> Absolutely. To all those who need to take a hair day. Yeah. Sunday's a really good hair day, I tell you. Yeah, Sets it you is. up for the week. Yeah, yeah, it is. I completely agree. <laughs> I did the same. Oh, well, oh. I hope oh. you have a lovely week ahead. Thank to you. To you and to all of the listeners. Yeah. Don't let the small things get you down. Rise yeah. above it all. Yeah. Do some... A little bit of breathing, a little bit of, yeah. a little bit of yoga. Yeah, just check in with yourself, see what yeah. you need, yeah. and it'll carry you through the week. Nice. Yeah. Very well said. Words to live by. Absolutely. So then, till next week. Till next week. Okay, then. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one -on -one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time. <laughs>